Hey podcast, it's James here again. Um, I'm actually on a walk right now, so hopefully the audio is going okay. Because um, I can't be bothered to stop it and check it, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk, you know. And uh, I apologise if you hear any footsteps, birdsong, or breeze, because we're in an uncontrolled environment out in the wild. Um, so um, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, today I want to talk about, I mean, I mean hopefully, oh, I always seem to start these off saying, oh, it's going to be really concise, and it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be over and done with within a few minutes, but then that never happens, because I end up rambling around a topic for ages. As you can see, I, even just talking about being concise, I've managed to fit loads of words into that. Um, hopefully today's going to be short and sharp, because it's literally just an idea that popped into my head listening to another podcast. Um, I've not copied it exactly, still original. Um... But the idea is that you choose your own audience, they don't choose you. So um, I think when we're trying to start something, one of the things that blocks us is that nothing kind of happens straight away. So when we're just putting out our first bit of content, or even when you're putting out, you know, you've been putting out content for a little while, um, you've got this kind of dilemma of do I look at what's working and kind of conform to it with a little bit of a twist? Or, some shouting. Um, <laughs> yeah, do I conform to, like, the content that's already out there with a kind of my own original twist, but, like, I'm kind of cashing in on stuff that's already working and I don't kind of have to do the long uphill struggle of doing something that, like, you don't know to work? Like, some people take that route. They kind of will track the trends and follow them a bit. Um, and other people will just, like, start making exactly what they want to. Like, they'll just start doing it. Um, and you definitely see these people who build up like an audience slowly over time. Some of them like don't care about marketing at all. Like the example that comes to mind is a guy called Chris from Air Windows who makes some um, like audio software. Um, and there's a lot of big companies that make audio software, but um, this is just like a guy who codes it on his computer in his house. <laughs> and he's uh, he's he's very eclectic. Let's put it that way. He's very, very unique, um, and his, you know, his product's really unique as well. It reflects his kind of view, but he's just not corporate or pushed by marketing at all, which is kind of what sets him apart from the big companies. But he, I suppose, he, puts, he doesn't do any marketing. <laughs> he just puts his thing up with an explanatory video, and he has a Patreon. He gives it out for free, but you can sign up to his Patreon if he wants. And he makes a full-time living from doing that. I always cite this to Harry as an example. He's probably sick of hearing... Chris from Air Windows, but it's an example of the other type where you can just make what you would want or what you think is a quality product or something that solves a problem for you and just like start putting it out there and like not really care about audience at least initially or um, you know just just know that like I'm putting out my product to attract an audience. Um, so when you're starting out on something it appears like you've got these two options right? It appears like you can either look at what audiences there are and cater to them, which is often recommended. You know, don't just, you know, invent a product for a market that already exists. It's much easier than making up a product then trying to convert people to it because you basically can't change people's minds. Or do the kind of artistic thing of you, you're, the, you're like the example of the customer and essentially you're making something perfect for you and banking on the fact that it's going to be people like you like I think the answer to this question varies depending on what scale you want to reach and how quickly um, and how 
is sort of how much the product itself means to you, I guess. Because, you know, if you're trying to do something like a dropshipping business or a, a business that's purely kind of arbitrage to make money, then you kind of maybe will follow a trend a bit more because, like, that's happening right now. You can fulfill that need that exists right now and kind of quickly make money. But the problem with things like that is that, like, they'll kind of go away as quickly as they came, probably. Um, and you're not kind of, your heart's like, not invested in it so sometimes the benefits of doing something that's really genuine to you like you can't replicate that then on a bigger scale so yeah you have the seemingly these two options and the point i'm trying to make is that i think there's a hybrid in between this which is what you should actually do which is like you choose your audience it's a bit more like the second one that you you put out what you want and people find it um it's but it's it's more than that though it's not just it's not just this like happenstance that you create something and then there's this kind of tombola lottery of attention and discovery that, that like then people stumble upon it um and there happens to be someone who's perfectly like you it's it's not it's not as perfect as that because people change <laughs> over time and I think it helps to kind of get yourself in a mindset that actually you're not you're not just making something for a person who is a set molded um set of wants and needs like this example's really cliched but often used with apple that like steve jobs would always make products that people didn't really didn't know they wanted yet <laughs> and like anticipated what they wanted which is kind of partly true but it's also like they, they ended up shaping what those people wanted right um, and this is what I mean by you choose your audience. You can set in place by what you put out an expectation amongst the people that like it. So rather than being super obsessed with trying to find what people want already or what how to behave to slot into people's current expectations, if you draw a new a new way of doing things, a new map, if you tell people what you expect from your fans in a way, it sounds a bit weird, but if you outline what what you want them to do and people in, enjoy your product and get on board with it, this kind of, there's like a, and I don't want to say like um, herd mentality, it's, people kind of follow along. You, basically, you draw the map and people follow the map that you've drawn is the best way I think I can describe it. I'm going up a hill, I'm going to be even more out of breath. Um... <laughs> But, you know, like, I'm just, it's just something that occurred to me recently because we've been, you know, we, we've had quite reasonably good momentum in lockdown in terms of writing songs and we did live stream and we, we've done bits, but we've not done much consistently. And I think part of our problem is that we hunt around a lot to try and gather information on what we should do, like what the perfect model is. And we get stuck between our kind of instinct of what we should do what the the right marketing practice or the best way to build something is um and we kind of end up doing nothing but i think our concept to keep in mind this is more like reiterating it for myself but also to you is that you can actually choose your audience and shape them so by putting out some sort of content some sort of product whatever it is that the like that tells the story you want to tell you are like self-selecting the people they're not 
just think of you choosing them rather than them choosing you. You choose how big your audience will be based on how niche it is or how um, like wide general you know your thing is. If you make a video on uh, what's like a what's like a broad topic? I don't know football or something. Your latest opinion on it's a bad example because football's not on at the moment. But you make a these big broad topics that have written or cars or something like that. Um, you can make that as broad or niche as you want. Like you could talk about is Porsche better than Ferrari, <laughs> or you can talk about the particular features on a particular line of Porsche, and you're choosing your audience there. Is it pe- people who generally like cars or people who are really into that particular Porsche? Broad, you're going to get more footfall in, but you're going to get a more diverse group. Specifically talking about one Porsche, like that eliminates a lot of people, but the people it leaves over care enough that you're like, you're serving them better because you're serving like a higher need than someone who, like a mass market audience, but you're kind of you're very like take or leave at that point right we're up the hill now (laughs) and so it's it's a side point but you know you you choose your audience you get to draw the map which dictates the future behavior because my main point here is that i've seen with either it's people live streaming or how people conduct facebook groups or how people do promotions like, if a company starts talking about their fans in a certain way, so you see people call, like, um, their fans indies or Vayner Nation or, like, believers or uh, they give their fans a name, you'll see that they then adopt it. It wasn't the... Sometimes it is, but it wasn't them who came up with it. It wasn't them who decided they were a group. It was kind of you who organised them, and then they were the right sort of people, so they participated and kind of took what you took your idea and ran with it a bit um you just like don't follow don't be too worried about the trends be worried about what you visualize you're creating not just the product but the community around the product how would you how do you want them to talk to each other how do you um what do you want the kind of tone of discussion to be or um, the topics that like allowed or not allowed in a group say or do you it's like it's like if a company runs loads of sales the customers then become accustomed to there being lots of sales so they adapt their behavior in light of it um it's it's a two-way thing like maybe there's people requesting sales and you run one but i think we ignore the other way that kind of you shape the habits and behavior and the identity of this group like you're 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 organizing this tribe you're not really founding their interest in this particular thing but you are bring it under an umbrella for the first time. You're creating this joint cause or group or tribe or whatever you want to call it for the where it wasn't there before. So you get to set the rules to an extent. So my point is that if you're doing a live stream or you're publishing YouTube videos or you've got a group that follows you or an email list or whatever, you get to decide the best tactic is you decide how you talk to them, how you want them to talk to each other, what you want them to talk about, what you want the kind of tone and goals and overlap and stuff of it to be like. If you kind of set the ball rolling in those things and 
the audience will follow the map that you draw, the right audience will, if it all kind of works out. So don't worry so much about, I need to watch, all I need to do is watch people and then do fulfill what they want. It's like a little bit, but really it's finding how you can serve people above and beyond but not necessarily just by fulfilling their expectations now but by creating expectations that benefit them even more than ones they could come up with themselves <laughs> um you know if it whether it's like just giving a name to the thing that they feel that they are for the first time and they kind of maintain a group identity so for instance we're members of um like entrepreneur who uh, are a company dedicated to in- independent musicians and i'd never you know i've never seen a company like that before um, and they felt like they were referring directly to me. And so they set the tone of what the discussion in that Facebook group is like. They kind of, from the content they put out, from the lessons that they give, from the answers to the questions, they kind of set the standards. So I'm basically saying that, like, you choose your audience by what you put out. If you ask people to subscribe, that is then the done thing of your audience. If you put all your best stuff in a kind of email thing and the the thing to do in that tribe is to go into the email list like you set that map you set that expectation so do it intentionally um that's basically all i had to say so um yeah thanks for uh thanks for listening and um i'll uh, i'll be with you on the next one